That's it. A little, little higher. Push, push higher. Oh my. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Star Trek News. I'm your host, Jason. And I'm Rich. That's all you're getting out of me. I just did the intro like you told me, so. <laughs> so we are oh. uh, back to talk about our my new favorite show. Oh, is it? Yeah. Out of all the Star Treks, I, I like, oh, would you say interest that... in Picard, and I haven't finished the new season. What about Discovery? Or would you say this rates? Oh, way better. Are you just saying that because I'm so angry and hostile? No. And, like, mean? No. And, like, if you don't like... <laughs> I saw what you did there, Rich. Can you put some clothes on your children, please? We are recording, son. Anyway, get a room, Rich. Did you like that, though? Like That you can. Yeah, I like that. It was very subtle. Maybe you should go back to the green screen. <laughs> right. That's why I did it. All right. So this is our our show where we review strange new worlds and we try to keep up with each episode, except Rich has some hard stuff going on in his life and he can't keep up. So now we're calculus. three episodes behind, which is ironic, because if I knew calculus, maybe I could start a starship. I know you're into Star Trek. I mean, you should be smart at maths and stuff, bro. I am. Like I me. I I was. And then calculus is like a whole nother level. I wasn't in remedial, remedial, remedial math when I was in high school. I actually enjoy math and I'm pretty good at it. It's. I like the concept of math. So hard. I just don't like doing the math. It is, is that a like a work. thing? Yeah. I like the idea it's of rewarding math. rewarding when you figure it out. It is, and that's what I like about programming. Because once you get the program to like do the thing you wanted it to do, I don't feel like needing to know a lot of math is involved. I guess if we made a complex program that involved calculus and physics yeah. and stuff, but imagine how um, hard an app to do calculus would be. Because you would have to understand every concept of calculus. Yeah, but no, because okay, first of all, you wouldn't be like, is this going to be every pod we talk about calculus? <laughs> Every show. God, calculus is hard, guys. Welcome to our Star Trek show. Like, if I if I if I had to like make a program that did something and evolve calculus, Mm -hmm. I'd be able to look up this is how it works. Okay. So I can like write out the I can write out the program so it does the calculus and I can test the response against I guess I'd have to physically learn how to do the calculus and test it. (laughs) Well that's or just find somebody that knows how to do it. Or you choose the internet. But I, I feel like I I don't know. Knowing math and being good at it is I feel like you don't really need to understand things like this unless you're gonna be a mathematician and I'm not. Yeah, a mathologist. You're never gonna be a mathologist. I am not. Or a mathaholic. Mathaholic. Yeah, or a or a math head. Math head. <laughs> man. Gonna watch out I'll for those you, damn math heads. Tell you what I'll do for some math, man. <laughs> okay, we're gonna keep it PG. Um I, oh, this is our show where we talk about Star Trek, not calculus. No, and not just Star Trek either. Star Trek, Strange New Worlds. Right. We are on season one, and we just finished watching season two. I'm going to pretend I just finished Episode watching two. it. Actually, I did because I watched it today as a refresher, and it's playing right now in the background. Episode two. Episode two. Um, Okay, first off, just corner of my eye, I just caught a scene. Um. When their ship gets hit 
I love the distortion on the screens. All the screens of the room, they do like this yeah. RGB, this RGB separation thing. Yes. And it looks kind of cool. I like it. Instead of just like flickering on and off like the old Star Treks would do. Yes. Um they still have the random smoke coming out in places that don't make any sense though. Smoke. I've you know what? I haven't seen any uh falling rocks yet. No. That's a staple of Star Trek. Like their ceilings are made of like uh of uh plaster oh, <laughs> what's yeah, say like yeah. drywall yeah like when they're getting fired at by an enemy there's like crumbly bits falling yeah it, like, should it be made of metal what is all the- i know it looks good you know for action yeah. and stuff but like when you stop and think about it you're like and star trek's always had that like i'm not saying old star trek's perfect i know everyone's like oh you just hate new trek because blah, blah blah old star trek has its issues maybe, too uh, but maybe drywall is cheaper to build a starship with yeah, I'm sure it keeps the uh well you have to have the vacuum shell that's like oh and then inside oil. okay so it's like ceiling tiles yeah. and stuff up, up yeah. there. Okay. Yeah, maybe they have the drop co- ceilings on the bridge. You don't know. I, I don't think we've seen any exploding consoles yet either. No. Me and my me and me and Kai used to uh make fun of that watching old Star Trek. They're like we, sitting on the console and then it, it like blows up in their face. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it used to be like those are gasoline powered consoles. That's why they explode. <laughs> There's a, there's a there's a gasoline engine in there. That's why that happens all the time. But yeah, no, this was like a legitimate, like if, if you had like an EMP or something, like your computer would behave in this manner. It, yes. More realistic. What was this episode called? Um, Children of the Comet. Ah, Rich, we give a brief description of what this episode's about. Oh, yeah. So they encountered a comet, and they realized that its trajectory was going towards this planet, and it would kill everybody on the planet. But the people on the planet were a pre-warped society, so they couldn't interfere. And they were going to try to move the comet. And then when they did, they found out that the comet was, like, either alive or mechanical made by living creatures it wasn't just a rock it wasn't just a rock and there was these this other race that protects the rock the shepherds called the shepherds they called themselves the shepherds and the pikes like really and they're like that's the best translation (laughs) for what they are translation (laughs) um which is cool and this felt yeah once again this felt very star trekky i had Bits and pieces that I was like, uh, but overall, it was Star Trek, and that's all they had to do. That's all we wanted for years. Was just, just over a decade now. It's not been ten years. It's only been like five, six years since they started all the oh the JJ Abrams and, and stuff. See, I don't view the JJ Abrams movies as. I feel like when you, you make don't a Star Trek. Trek. No, I don't, which is weird because everyone else does. When In the Darkness sucked, though. That was just a rehash of Wrath of Khan. But um, when you put a Star Trek movie in the theaters, it's it's never been Star Trek. It's always been action schlock. They did with the motion picture. Have you seen the motion picture, Rich? No. That was the first original cast Star Trek movie. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like watching Wait. 2001. 
You're talking about yeah, the old William Shatner original one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. William Shatner. Yes. Yeah, I've the seen first all the old ones. Okay, I didn't see any J.J. Abrams ones. The original is called Star Trek: The Motion Picture. Is oh. right before the Wrath of Khan. Um, is not not the most popular movie because it's slow. It's too sciency. There's not enough action. There's too much dialogue. Well, you're catering to a movie audience versus a TV audience. There, there needs to be, which, which is why I give the J.J. Abrams movies a pass because I'm like, okay. it's got to be action. You got to have these crazy stakes. Um, but isn't that the cause of the whole Kelvin offshoot? That that timeline? triggered the Kelvin offshoot, and um, I believe. Mr. Alex Kurtzman had a uh, uh, trick. Uh, yeah. Let's see. <laughs> Let me just double check real quick. Uh, produced by Jade. Okay. Damon Lindelof, JJ Abrams. They did Lost, both of them together. Yeah. Written by Roberta Orsi, Alex Kurtzman, Damon Lindelof. They don't feel like new Trek to me. I don't know. Alex Kurtzman went off with his own crew. J.J. Abrams obviously had nothing to do with uh, Discovery or Picard or, or any of the new tracks. Right. Um, so whatever writing team producers group that got together to create Discovery and all that stuff, like way different than the people that did the movies. Right. Even though it says written by Alex Kurtzman. I don't know. It's not the most compelling Star Trek. Actually, Star Trek Beyond, I felt, was the most Star trek movie since, I don't know, Generations. Really? The, the first next-gen movie? Yeah. It was, like, slower. Uh, you know, a lot of people didn't like it. It actually didn't do good in theaters because it wasn't, like, crazy action schlock. But I don't know. I have a different view of of the movies than I do of new Trek. Yeah, because okay. because movies have to have like bombastic like yeah. plots with, and it's got to move fast. There's no time for like stopping and crying. Can you imagine Discovery the movie? <laughs> it's just the whole movie stops so so Burnham can cry and be like, "We're family. We're Starfleet. I love you." Oh man, look but, to but the stars. You're not gonna watch an episode of Discovery on a screen at a theater. Ever. No. So the action is not as important because you're watching it. But but the action is like overdrive on shows like Discovery. Oh, yeah. Like that season two ender battle. Oh, my God. With with like the. Yeah. The, I wanted to get into that, but we've yet to even review season two. Of I it. Know. Like that ending battle where there's like this. The Discovery somehow had like 10,000 like shuttlecrafts inside yeah. of it. Yeah. Okay, did you get to even season three? Yeah, I watched the whole thing. Okay, uh, the episode where they're in the turbo lift having a turbo lift adventure as it's flying through the ship. Yeah. Did nothing about that bother you? Yeah, there was like spatially big, empty spaces, like spatially. How? <laughs> oh my god, that was like the last straw for me. <laughs> You're That's, telling me there's just a giant chamber in the middle of the ship that has nothing but tubes. It, <laughs> it's it's like quantum it's like a, a quantum cube inside it's like bigger on the inside than the outside oh sure it is and that literally that's when i stopped watching discovery that was like the final straw i couldn't not watch it past that and i have not funny. um anyway we're not here to talk about that we're here to we're talk not. about strange new world we're here to talk about season one with 
Pike. In his cabin. In his with, cabin. With uh, Daddy Daddy Pike. Hot Daddy Pike. Hot Daddy Pike. Oh, yeah. He does Lincoln have Pike. that, like... Um, Sexy dad thing going on. Buckling thing going on. He does. He's great. He was great. He was great in Discovery, and I'm so glad they like made a spinoff. Okay, so you know, like the last episode, I was like, I'm so irked that there's so many women. Yeah, on the bridge because I was like Like an un like statistically impossible amount of women on the ship. You know what it reminds me of, and why why I'm great. Not only because I'm sex, not only because I'm sexist, which I am. I hate women. Of course. Women belong in the kitchen, as far as I'm concerned. You know, barefoot, pregnant, in the kitchen. Right, Rich? Right, Rich? No. That's totally my view on the world. Anyway, um, it reminds uh, me... Oh, wait. You don't watch Marvel movies. Did you ever watch Infinity yeah. War Endgame? Nope. I oh. hate superheroes. So in Endgame, the very final battle, it's like all of Thanos' thousands of people... Versus the Avengers and and everyone they brought back to life. Spoiler alert. Um, running and fighting. It's, it is basically, you know what the Infinity Gauntlet is? Um, the little glove you, thing? Yeah, that can yeah, snap. Yeah. Make, yeah, okay. The one that makes the things disappear. They're, they're basically playing keep away from Thanos. So they're like throwing the glove around. They're like battling each other because if Thanos gets that glove, it's going to ruin everything they tried to fix. He's going to snap right. and make everyone disappear again. So their goal is to keep it away from him. So it's just everyone fighting and fighting. And then out of nowhere, um, there's a scene where it's every woman in the Marvel Universe on the good side comes into focus and does like this really lame like we're jumping in the action shot. And then it just focuses on all the women. It's like, women get it done. And it's just so pandering and so cringy. I'm like, why can't it like specifically to cater to to make them look good? Like, are you freaking serious? Yes. Okay. It was totally like it was totally like a girl power thing out of nowhere. It threw the entire scene off. And it was just like, why can't everyone just equally work together to fight it. Like, why do we got to, like, focus on the women? I feel like focusing on something like that just to show it off is, like, pandering. It's like, it's like when you start skidding in a car and you overcorrect and you roll over your car. Yeah. That, yep. That's what, exactly. They skidded and rolled their car over, Rich. And no, I'm, I'm like... saying they're overcorrecting. They're, you know, oh, they're, they're making up for... Trying way too hard. Way too hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And which is weird because in the previous movie, see my analogy um, made sense. Asshole. Okay, it did in the end. Shut up. In Infinity War, they had a similar scene, but it only involved three women. It was woman bad guy versus Black Widow, um, and the the I don't know what the evil woman's name was, but she was like she got the upper hand. She was about to hurt hurt Black Widow, and she's like, "You're gonna die alone, just like your friends." And then from off screen, you hear someone say. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Black Widow was off screen. It was the um, some other chick. <laughs> I'm sorry. And then she's like, you're going to die alone just like your friends. And then from off screen, you hear, she's not alone. And then it pans over and it's Black Widow. And then and then it's like a three girl fight. And that was the extent of it. And I was like, OK, that's that's cool. But a lot of people were like, that's so like, like, you know, 
so cringy. They're like, and girl, so they like in the next, in like the next movie, they're like, uh huh. How about this? How about every woman? How about like the wasp and like <laughs> uh, Tony Stark's wife and that black chick from Black Panther? And it was literally like every female character from that that series. Hmm. And that that's what this feels like. It's like just a big fu. Instead of having a balanced crew, and I don't care at this point. I there's think, male character. I, I think it's not the same. Even though I haven't seen the movies, I I get what you're saying, but I think you can't have a character like Pike if that's what they're doing. I think they're just giving him more. <laughs> fun. I think I think he couldn't. Think yeah, I'm sure they would love to have had a woman instead of him. <laughs> But um, but you can't like if you're trying to win Star Trek fans back. I mean, no, no, no. What was the original series? It was Kirk. Oh no, I would never compare (laughs) it to the original series sexism from the sixties. No, 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 no. I'm not saying it's sexist. I'm just saying, or even, or even the captain is. No, he's not like that. I mean, we don't know anything about his character from the first Star Trek womanizer. I'm saying. He's he's too bravado. He needs like all these. He needs all these women to like counteract his masculinity. Maybe. Huh. I don't know. I don't. It bothered me the first episode. I've like gotten past it at this point, but I was just trying to like trying to get across how I felt when I was like, I was like, why is it like all women and then Pike and Spock? Yeah. And, And like. It just feel like like there a kick in the face. A lot I'm of like, women in the original series too. Like for the time, there was a huge amount of women yeah, but they were never never in TV or anything. No, Star Star Trek's always been progressive, and there's right. never been those women never had like prominent roles. Like Uhura, she was like what the secretary. She was like she answered the phone. That was like her job. I mean, uh, Nurse Chapel. Uh, I mean, the women were usually only there to and fall in love and make out with the Captain Kirk. Like yeah. I think that you're right. That's where the, the women were never in prominent roles. And even in the original series, um, some woman, they even like said, like, they don't allow women in Starfleet back then. But which see, if you watch Discovery, that doesn't make sense because there was like an admiral. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. They didn't allow women captains. Women couldn't become captains. But you had ad, admiral. What's her face? That badass chick. Yes. Um. So that's the kind of stuff I don't mind rewriting. Like. Obviously, that can't stand nowadays. Yeah, you know, because that wouldn't be how it is in the future. They're not. We're not going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sixties. That was the sixties vision of the future. Women are like there, but still not doing anything important. Right. But now they're doing cool. something important. We're, we've taken out the sixties part of it. And now yeah, but there. I feel like they're just going too far in the other direction. They're like, ha ha, the men's roles are reduced now. Eat that, cisgendered right. males. And that's where the problem comes in, where you you overcorrect and you swing way in the other direction. I, I would just and be like, I think it- you're right. I think they are they are taking it a little too far. Okay, thank you. That's all I want to know. I'm not mad about it. I'm I'm uh I'm learning to like these characters. Ortega, the um the the chick with the buzz sides of her head, she's like the Sulu. She's like the yeah, yeah. fly for ship. She reminds uh, me of that um the lady that's with Stamets and Discovery in engineering or like she works. Kelly? This, no. The one that they found like stranded. Oh, uh, 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 uh 
like the time yeah. when when Burnham encountered the older the older lady. Yeah, what the hell is her name? We talked about her. I in, know. I don't remember her name at this point, but she reminds me of her a lot, like her mannerisms and the way she talks. She's very rough yeah. around the edges. Yeah, she doesn't strike me as rough. She seems like soft ish. Mm-hmm. I mean, I she's like, rough, but I don't know. Uh, in the very opening scene, let's get to the goddamn episode. The very opening scene. What I'm trying to say is uh, I'm learning to deal with it, okay? They're they're trying to make... I, although I feel like they're just like, we have to do this because everything else has sucked and it's gotten such low ratings. We got to make... They, they I've heard this is like the best rated Star Trek series to come out of this, I believe this it. group. So far, and I've only seen two episodes, but so far it's worlds beyond... And all they had to do was follow the goddamn formula. <laughs> Not even to a T where they're just like, like you put your own spin on it. That's what. Right. Uh, anyway, it opens up with Cap- Captain Pike is having a dinner dinner in his cabin, which I put a s- picture up of. Oh, good. And um, Uhura is uh, Ortega. A thing. Oh, the <laughs> that guy. Uh, Ortega tricked Uhura into wearing a dress uniform to the event, even though it was casual. Oh, right, I forgot. That bird opens up, and she's like, "Oh, I'm being haste, aren't I?" Um, I was kind of like, um, I don't know. I don't she's know really... if I like feeling that Uhura is like this super not sure of herself, second yeah, guessing herself so kind of character. I was just say like that was something that threw me. When she was at that dinner and said that she really wasn't sure if Star Trek was her, th- I mean, uh, that's, Starfleet was her thing. Like that's what I wrote. It's crazy. I wrote the same note. I'm like, that totally doesn't seem like it. No horror. Like, yeah. Um, especially like, I mean, she never really gave any. Once again, talking about the original series, she never gave any like vibes like that. Like she was all badass, but like, even in like the um, J.J. Abram movies, she was like. <clears throat> knew what she was doing. She's like, I speak these languages. I can do anything like, but um, this is like a typical character arc where like the beginning, they like, Oh, I don't know if this is what I want to do. And then something happens. And then at the end, they're like, this is what I want to do. Although I did hear that they based. I don't want to say that they did this, but I, I had read somebody saying that they based this around the actual actress Uhura. When she really? first when she first uh, was hired for Star Trek, she wasn't sure if she wanted to do it. She was reluctant. And I don't know if you know the story. Martin Luther King talked to her. No. And he told her, my kids love tuning in the Star Trek and seeing a black woman on the bridge of the ship. Yeah. I mean, um, it was this a isn't, huge deal. Yeah, this isn't verbatim, but this is like, you know, speaking of the time. And uh, he basically talked her into doing it and that they might have based uh, her character arc in this episode around that which would be cool yeah spock being the one to talk her into it yeah which he does uh at the end because the beginning is like why would you not want to be here yeah why Uh, would you be here if you not want to be here it didn't fit his his logical assumption that everybody wants to be there yeah it wouldn't be you know I'm still having a trouble getting used to this Spock. Yeah. He says Spock things, but I'm just like, eh. He's also very young still. Like, 
Well, he's supposed to be the younger Spock, but like, but I mean, he's, like, I mean, in this I like, one, you're getting closer to the original series, so he has to grow up soon. Yeah, I mean, he's only like a few years, like five yeah. years from being, and um, I don't know, even Quinto, I like Quinto Spock, even though he was all angsty and like emotional outbursts and stuff. And he had, Spock had an emotional outburst at the end of this episode. He like laughed. Yes. And that was like the running running thing. Sometimes things go so bad you have to laugh was yeah. brought up several times. Yeah, three or four um, times. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, fine. This is Spock. You know what I really like um, mm. so far? Uh, Hammer, the uh, the albino uh, Andorian. Oh, the, the guy that can't see? The Andor- Yeah, he's the engineer. Okay. Um, He's kind of like... Got like it's a badass got dry humor, like we. Yeah, yeah. I, I did. I get that. I do like that. And uh, whoever was trying to like pander to him, he's like, "I don't need you to feel sorry for or whatever he said." He's like, <laughs> he's like, "I'm sorry. I just feel like when someone's got a disability, I gotta help him." He's like, "I don't need your help, bitch." Yeah. And then Spock threw a knife at him, and he caught it. And he's like, "Yeah, that was that was hilarious." But then they had to say, you telepathically told me you were going to throw that so I could catch it. And Spock's like, hmm, yes, indeed. I'm like, okay, that's kind of lame, but okay. You just said he was like, you just said he was like uh, psychic or whatever. Like, that's all you had to say. And then he yeah. caught the knife. But whatever. Uh, Whoever needs a drink. Now, that worried me after uh, after the knife throwing thing. Because she's like, this is a hazing, isn't it? Like she thinks she's getting haze because she's like an ensign. Well, why? She's like brand new. I don't remember the her name. Uh, she's literally just like, I need a drink. I'm yeah. gonna get a drink. She said something in in somebody's language. I don't know what language it was. And then she's yeah, like, it doesn't make sense because uh, don't they all drink synthahol, which doesn't get them fucked up? I don't think they do that. I think that was a TNG thing. Really? But I got worried when she said she needs a drink because I'm just being reminded of freaking Picard. I don't and think the con- it was just. TNG though I think it carried over into something else. Maybe, Maybe. I don't. I remember Scotty getting poop face. Well, yeah, that was he found a bottle, and the guy's like, "Yeah, what, what kind of alcohol is this?" He's like, <coughs> "Yeah, it's green." It's green. that was like the joke. <laughs> um, but uh, no, just the mention of alcohol is like, oh god, please no, yeah. please don't, please don't make everyone a freaking alcoholic. Um. Oh, so two characters' backstories I'm already worried about. Because remember how I'm like, these new Trek, Alex Kurtzman and crew love making everyone have horrible backstories <laughs> where, like, they were raped or people died or, or X happened. You know what I mean? Right. Um, Ahura. The reason is to show, like, how they overcome things. And, you know, they're stronger people because of it. I, I think people can people can overcome things without needing to have horrible tragedy in in all their backstories <laughs> immediately right at the bat before like usually maybe it's like something comes out like later down the road it's like we like we haven't even gotten to know these people and they're like oh, my parents died in a in a uh shuttle accident and i didn't know what to do that's that's what she said that's why she yeah. joined starfleet she wasn't sure what to do and then the um the security chick i can't remember her name the British chick with like the dark eyeshadow. Yeah, I'm not good with names. So okay, oh well, she's like uh, the Gorn raped and murdered my family in front of me, and then let me live as like a warning or something like that. 
I'm like, okay, so we got two characters. <laughs> oh, and three if you want to count Pike with his like dying. He knows he's gonna die. Yeah, his fate, which they bring up again. I'm like, how long are we gonna write? I know, like this episode. Multiple I guess times. that would weigh heavily on my mind. I'm I'm just giving that a pass again. If I was knowing how I was gonna die, that I would, would worry about it like the week before it happened. Up until then, I'd be like, Meh, I don't think he knows exactly when it's gonna happen. Well, he knows it's a training act. So second, somebody's like. Pike, we need to you to train some cadets. You'd be like, oh god, no. Nah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm gonna uh I got some vacation come to take. Um it's a little little late, but uh the Andorian, I, I pulled up a picture of him. Oh yeah. With his gl- glassy white eyes. Yeah. <laughs> it, um if <clears throat> if they did their research correctly, Andoria has uh has two species. Uh the Andorians, the mm-hmm. the blue guys that can see, and then there's a subspecies that lives in the ice. And this is from <coughs> this is from Star Trek Enterprise. There's actually a, a telepathic version of their species that lives in like ice caves, so they're not exposed to the sun. And they obviously they're white, and they have like special powers. So I'm guessing this is a nod to that. Either that, or it's a really good guess. Really crazy. I actually did not know that, but I've never finished Enterprise. Yeah, it's so fun talking Star Trek with you, Rich. Eh, I see that. Stay I interested enough. I know calculus. I know. Fuck calculus. <laughs> Do you want to talk about calculus again? No, let's not. Okay. Uh, what did I, I wrote? Alien vibe inside the comment. What the hell does that mean? Because it, it was like very dark, like. There was like runes on the wall and like. Yeah, well, I, I did write. Oh, alien, like alien. Oh, like the movie. The movie, like H.R. Oh. Geiger. Okay, With, okay. Okay, so they, okay, so they find this comet and realize there's like structures on it and it's got shields around it so they can't stop it. And it's on a course to crash on this, this primitive planet. And I'm sorry, the Prime Directive, is that not like, like Pike? says the federation does not interfere with the development of species but they also don't let them die if i recall the prime directive is if that's their natural course let them die as shatner yeah. would say let them die yeah so but you see <laughs> a lot of people they break that they rule. break the prime directive. i know i'm just to that's a nit. that is so. a nitpick Yes, but technically like, that's the rule, but it's one of those rules that is almost meant to be broken. Like, there's a really good episode of TNG um, about that. I don't know if you've seen the episode where Data makes that friend. Yeah. Uh, it's called Pen Pen Pal. Yeah, yeah. He starts talking to this chick on a planet, and it turns out like the volcanic seismic activity is destroying her planet. And then they have this they have this long 15 minute discussion in Picard's quarters about where the Prime Directive line should be drawn. Yeah. He's like, if we can save a species, should we do it? And uh, oh, Pulaski was the uh, doctor at the time, not Crusher. I hated her. She, really? Oh my god, I, hated I liked her, her so much. She I, was so I, like. I think it was because of how she felt about Data. Oh, Just she was racist. Immediately, immediately, I hated her. But she's like, it can do these things, can it? <laughs> um, like, bitch. So yeah, crazy. she was. She was. I yeah. Well, I didn't I like, like her anymore. at first. She grew on me as like a a uh, character. 
But um, never grew up. But yeah, so they're like drawing a line in the, the the prime directive. But I'm like, I guess didn't it literally just get created at the beginning of the first episode I mean, or at the I end of the discovery? My interpretation of it and all of them has been like non-interference. Like if you can save a life, you know, being the good guys, you want to save lives. And if you yes. can do it without being noticed, which they could, cause they didn't have to land on the planet or anything. It would be irresponsible the, to, to let them die without the alien seeing them or anything. Well, because that's what got that's what that's what got Kirk in trouble in Into Darkness. Um, the very beginning, they uh, stop a volcanic eruption from destroying a uncivilized culture, mm-hmm. and the as they're like flying away, the entire like the entire like tribe of people see the ship flying right. away, and they like they start introducing it into their culture. They like draw pictures of the ship and stuff to start worshiping it, and then Kirk gets in a shit ton of trouble for that. Yeah, but see, you could you could do work on a comet without being seen by the people on the planet because you could. Yeah, I'm just thinking in the strict strictest guidelines of the Prime Directive. Right, you would have to let the asteroid crash. Um, so anyway, yeah, so they go down to the comet. Um, first they try to like launch rockets to like attach to it and push it off course. That's when they realize that shields. They're like, what kind of comet has shields? Um, I, this is very Star Trek. They're very like, it's like slowed down. They're trying to figure stuff out. They're like talking suggestions. Like, what can we do? Yeah, I don't care if we have to break the laws of physics. What do we got to do? Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Discovery attempted that like three or four times, and then <laughs> it just didn't follow through, and it bothered me. Yeah, They'd, or like, they talk would, like, through things on the bridge, but then they would just drop it, and or they'd just be like. This is the power of math, people. Yeah. <laughs> High five. Yay, calculus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Rich. Power of math. Come on, man. Oh. Anyway. Anyway. So, um, so there was a like very HR Geiger look to the, like the big obelisk in the oh, middle of the room looked like an alien. I forgot to mention, they when they couldn't move it off path, they teleported to it. Because they were able to get through the shields to teleport. And yeah, how did that happen? Did they? They explained it in the episode how they were able to do it through the shields, but uh, uh, something about try to pay attention like, they all the technical actually level. on until they needed to defend themselves, type of thing. Okay, so they just turn them on when there's trouble, right? Okay. Uh, oh, and this for we forgot to talk about this guy in the last episode. We're like, we're like, oh yeah, we'll we'll talk about Kirk's brother, and then we never did. Yeah, and then we never did. So Kirk's brother is in this one, and he he's uh he looks Mr. like uh, Morticia's husband. What the hell's his name? Gomez. Gomez. In the Adams family. Oh my. Or God. Uh, do you ever see um 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 um? um oh, what was that sci-fi movie in the nineties? It had Tim Allen as Sigourney Weaver. It was Zoltan. Oh, I, I can't know. remember that. Anyway, there's a character in that that everyone keeps saying he looks like with that mustache. There's even a comment uh, where he's sitting at the table with uh, Pike and everyone, and uh, Pike's like, I like the mustache. Yeah. And then he's like, you should try one on yourself. And he's like, hey, okay. Um, I'll just keep calling him Mr. Mustache. Mr. Mustache. What the heck was it? Kyle? I want to say Kyle. Kirk. 
Kirk Kyle look to it, doesn't it? Yeah, something like that. So Alien Five, they go inside the uh, the thing. Ahura is going down, and she's this is literally her first, her first away, away mission. Mission, yeah. And she's a linguist, a Xeno linguist. So they're like, well, what's a better Maybe way to learn languages? I think she said like, something like that. Yeah, because yeah. she's from Kenya. She's like, we had to learn she all these was, languages because yeah, everyone like, spoke different languages. It was like thirty different languages just in the country she grew up in, and then she learned all the other ones. Dude, I can't even learn Spanish. I know, right? It's insane. Um, so they send her down uh, to the planet. And as they were um, getting ready to go down to the planet, they were like throwing guns to each other and stuff. I was like, oh, no. No. They're just going to go down and shoot stuff. Which nobody ever pulled out a phaser. Nobody pulled a phaser out in the entire episode. No. Which I was happy with. Nope. No, they didn't. They, they uh, were able to get what they needed to get done without pissing anyone off or shooting at anyone. Well, I mean, well, they, they shot phasers off. once at the alien ship to disable its weapons. Yeah. And that was it. The, um, so as, so while they're on the surface, uh, Pike on the ship, they're trying to, uh, oh, cause the shields went back up, right? Right. Okay. Cause, uh, Kirk's and brother, teleport Dylan. Off. Yeah. I want to say true. Dylan now. So I don't know, Kyle or Dylan, Lieutenant Kirk. Uh, that's all I know him as. Touched the alien egg, and then like a shock of lightning, like went through on, stopped his heart. Threw him he across, was like, yeah, threw him across the room, stopped his heart. They had to use the little defibrillator. Yeah, and they actually did like put this thing into defibrillator mode. It just wasn't like, yeah. hey, I have a magic, I have a magic tricorder that'll just do anything. Like I had to like do something to make it do that, yeah, which was, it was nice. pretty neat. Um, and he had like a special place on his uh, his uh, suit where they had to like yeah the defibrillate him on, the badge. on his on the logo yeah yeah so that was cool. Um, they saved they stabilized him, but I think that set off the shields right again. So then they, they couldn't, couldn't beam back wrong. to the ship because they're like we got to get him back to the medical right away. Which we don't see anything about him after that. I don't think. They don't show him like they 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 don't show him like okay at the end of the episode. Like he's stable and that's the end of it. Yeah, that's literally the end of his character. Um, So they're trying to like uh, do some thing on the ship to like get through the shields to like beam the team back up, and uh, the team is Spock and Uhura and Dylan, Kyle, (laughs) and. I don't know the name of the, the chick. The chick that looks like the chick from The Expanse. The British. Soon. Oh, Noon Singh. Oh, yeah. Soon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's like a descendant of Khan. It's, uh, I, I have it. Susan Noon Singh. La'an Noonien Singh. La'an. Yeah, okay. So La'an. Um, so as the Enterprise is trying Sam to like. Kirk. Sam? Sam? Okay, I guess. That goes along with like Dylan and Kyle, Sam. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so this this big ass ship comes out of nowhere and fires on the Enterprise because they were firing on the comet. And they introduce themselves as the Shepherds, Shepherds, which is the best translation that the Universal Translator has for it. And Pike's like, really? Uh, and I believe he calls them Zealots because they're like, we have been following this comet to protect it for. Longer than we can remember. We don't even know why we're doing this. Yeah. It was like given job given to us 
forever ago. We forgot why we're doing it, but we're still doing it. Are you muting when you do that? Okay. Um, so they actually have dial. Of course, they get fired on as like a warning. Like, what the hell are you doing? They say, open yeah. channels. And they talk. The bad guy, not the bad guys. The shepherds, the shepherds are like, this is what we think. And Pike's like, well, we're Starfleet. We have to try to protect this planet. And he's like, well, we have to protect the comet. Whatever its natural course is, is what it what it's going to do. If it's Which gonna is ironic because that's kind of how the Prime Directive is, too. Yeah, kind of. We're trying to violate the Prime Directive here. Would you let us? <laughs> no, we're trying to protect it. So that's. That's kind of interesting. That's the aliens are, I don't know, are they CG? I can't tell. It looks like a real face with a CG, like, eyebrows. The guys look really know. weird. It looked like it might have just been makeup. I, I, I don't know, though. I think he's the first uh, alien species I've seen that has a beard. They have, like, this this beard thing going on. Well, it's really no, weird looking. I mean, the Vulcans, the Klingons. Oh, I, I mean, like, alien alien, I guess. Oh, like, like less humanoid. Yes. Like, ugh, whatever. Wretch. So they, um, they actually try to talk. And I wrote wrote my notes that uh, instead of firing, they talk. And then I wrote dot dot dot. Which is never weird. mind. Because later in the episode, they just like fire on them like a bunch of times. Well, they 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 knew they were outgunned though, and they were much more. Yeah, they're like it's faster so and like took out their weapons and nothing else. No, they didn't. No, they didn't take out the weapons. They shot at their weapons. They used yeah, phase yeah, but they didn't take them out though. They ended up having to like play dead at the end, right? Because they couldn't take the the they species shut on down everything except life support. And... Yeah, Ahura's favorite line in this episode is "I'm not even supposed to be here today," which <laughs> reminds me of Clerks. I don't know if you've ever seen Clerks. Yeah, that's like the running gag with uh, Dante. Right. I'm not even supposed to be here today. She's like, <laughs> I'm like, well, they sent her down with with like this ensign who apparently didn't know what she was doing. I'm like, why wouldn't you send like a secondary person, like a xenolinguistic person, to like yeah. back her up? Because she, because they're like, who are your only chance to like translate this stuff and save us all? And she's like, well, gee, I don't know. I shouldn't even be here. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, it was. I didn't like that actually. That it was. It wasn't just that. It was the whole, I'm not sure if I want to be in Starfleet. It was basically, like, it looked, It made her look weak. Yeah. Like, unsure of herself, and I don't know. Yeah, I mean, no, I didn't, I wasn't too fond of it either. Like, when I heard the, the Martin Luther King analog, I, I was like, okay, maybe cool that they did that. Um, I know you don't watch Enterprise, but actually, on uh, Star Trek Enterprise, their xenolinguistic, uh, uh, Hoshi, who's like the Ahura of Enterprise, which takes place even before Discovery. Um, there's an episode where she has to go on an away mission, her first away mission to like save a species, and uh, she freaks out. She's like, I shouldn't even be here. I don't know what I'm doing. You should have sent somebody who like knew what was going on and what was doing. So it was very like uh, mirroring that. Episode. I know there's only so many stories you can tell in the Star Trek universe. Oh yeah, and that's a typical like character development story. <clears throat> I don't know why, but I don't like weak characters. Like, I feel like yeah. you need to be strong to be at outer space. I mean, 
No, yeah. Be on a starship, you need to be. And we've been we've been saying that that like um all these characters don't act like they should in Starfleet. Like everyone seems to like know their job and stuff. But like, it makes me think like when they introduced Barkley. Yeah, I hated Barkley <laughs> when they first introduced. Him. I'm like, he was this so guy's awkward. Such a loser. When I was a kid, I was like 10, 11. and then when I grew up, I was like, I'm Barkley. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> I relate to him now. <laughs> so I guess it depends on like That's your fantastic. point of view. Yeah. Um, so I do know like new job jitters and all that stuff. I don't know how long she's been on the ship. Yeah. Well, but, yeah, you're right. You're right. No, they did. They did it. They, um, I feel like they might've done her a disservice. Eventually get a solution. I, she found out that it was transmitting music as a way to communicate or I don't, harmonics. As a musician, who knows a little bit about music? I wasn't like buying the whole music thing. Um, it's a, I mean, if you really want to get technical, it's going back to the Voyager. Where not, oh, that species that talk, that talk with notes no, 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 when they were in the void, not, not the show Voyager, the actual ship Voyager, the, the satellite that was sent out into space, the Voyager one and Voyager two. Yeah. Or they, they played they classical music, music to yeah. communicate. They put like all sorts of musical samples. It wasn't yeah. just music. There was math. There mm-hmm. was photos. There was yep. sounds of animals on our planet. A map of the stars to lead them to where we. Were. Yeah, to locate our soul system. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, yeah, I guess I was just like, like she figured it out way too quickly. Like if if someone were to like decrypt like language, like like they wouldn't. I mean, different countries on our planet have different scales for harmonics and stuff. True. Like what they were playing in the show was like the major scale, like, yeah. which is like us, what we use. Um, so that was just kind of, bu- that was just kind of bugging me. Like I get, I get what they're getting at. Like right. it could be music, but I'm like, uh, even if you figured out it was musical notes, like th- the number of musical notes and what order they could possibly be in, like is infinite. Like, like you wouldn't be able to like just figure well, out what they, they song. They only knew to go down that path because she was humming the song, and it started say, singing the same song. Yeah. So no, I know. That's how they were. Like, so was it, it? Like, I'm like, so was it sentient? It's like, oh, they can sing too. I'm gonna turn the shields off. Or was it, it like I like just received was. a direct order because she was singing that song from her native land? Shields down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm trying to think of it like. From a programming and then like I saw it as sentient. I saw it as they were trying. to... Maybe that's it. what it because I mean it didn't know they were on. They it knew they were down there. Like it knew they were on it, and then it it like raised the shields. So I mean you could just say it had a sensor, but I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah you're right. All right, fine. You you win this one, Rich. <laughs> um, oh, a thing man. that thing that bothered me while they were um, okay. So the Enterprise ends up flying super close to the comet like they're down in the debris trail and everything right yep okay and then they they turn off their uh their power and they play dead basically and then they ask the bad guys to let i'm sorry the shepherds well, not they, the bad guys before they did that they spun around so they were in the pathway of the comet so that way the comet would destroy them and itself if if they didn't do something Oh, oh, that's what they did. Okay, yeah. I only saw them flying so through the debris. Like, but I basically, came like up. you can shoot us and blow us out of the sky along with the comet, or smack your kid. 
or you can Keep going. help us and yeah it's either shoot us and we'll blow up the comet or if you don't help us we'll get hit and blow up the comet so either way you got to help us right. um <laughs> we'll just go back to the green screen rich we're not we're not doing video though we're just gonna do audio we still have the video yeah but it's local we can do something we can blur them out like cops yeah, yeah. um <laughs> what i didn't get was like i don't know if they discuss this but like spock flies a shuttle out of the enterprise yeah they never talked turns about it the, it turns happened. on his heat like heats up the ship so it causes fissures in the rock which pushes it out of the way is that what happened yeah well no it did nothing to change the trajectory of the comet. The comet decided to move. But I thought they were like once, you know, spot, we all think Spock got hit by a rock. So now his ship's dead. But then he's like, haha, I'm back. I'm Spock. Uh, the fissures that were created by my heat shields were enough to push the, sh- the rock out of the way, is what I thought. He said, it broke off a piece of the rock. And I, I, yeah. I missed why there there was a reason. And, and it, remember the shape of the rock that broke off was the exact same shape that they had seen somewhere else. Mm. That's how they knew it was like it was meant to be like he was supposed what? to break off that piece. That I know at the end, they're like, wait, this was ordained. Then yeah. anything we do matter. Like that was kind of interesting. Exactly. And, and then. Uh, so anyway. One way or the other, the asteroid passes by the planet. Its mm-hmm. trajectory is altered, and it passes by the planet. And um, uh, I guess pieces of the 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 comet fall into the atmosphere and create rain. We didn't mention this is like a super desert planet, from what they show oh, yeah. from from the alien. Is it legal to like shove alien contacts into little children's eyes? Because I was, <laughs> I think yeah. they, you think they did that with CG? No. Because they're showing like the little kid and they're like, we live on the desert planet and oh no, it's raining. I don't know what we've been drinking this whole time, but now there's water. Yay. <laughs> They've been, you, you, you're thinking too much about it. <laughs> that's that's what it is. We've been eating sand this whole time and drinking our pee. Yeah. That's how we stay hydrated. Um, the, the, Oh, so anyway, while the Enterprise is like an inch away from the comet, right? They fly into it. And they look at the screen. What am I looking at? Is that a carrot? Yes. Why is this funny? I don't know. It was just a screen capture I found from the episode. And I was like, man, that's hilarious. (laughs) Uh, Technical issue I had was the Enterprise was like two feet from the comet because they flew into it. But somehow they're still able to view the comet from a long distance. You know what I mean? What do you mean? Like, okay, let's see. You're looking at the comet from like miles away, right? You see the comet <laughs> in the tail. And then you were to fly up to the comet and then pull it up on screen. And you're still looking at it like it's a mile away. Oh. See, pe- people don't think of these things. I do. Right. They're too close for it. And there's no lens in the world that's going to pull you back that far. Right. So I'm, but I'm sure people like, uh, sure we they got calculus look- to figure out why it's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rich. You want to figure that out for us? You're the calculus genius. No, no, I'm good. You're the calculomaniac. Cal- calculomaniac. Uh, I guess I'll just say 
uh they have little remote drones they can launch from the ship that can like <gasps> film stuff from far away and they've used those before so there'd be precedent mm. for it. that's um, like also uh, you forgot to mention uh evasive pattern ortega's gamma one oh yeah did she just make that up from the spot i think so that's the way i took it anyway what, what they, pattern was they it? Looked at pattern her like, one. What? Evasive pattern Ortegas. What? <laughs> She's like, bitch, you just said I was like the best pilot in Starfleet. Shut up. <laughs> uh, who's the who sits next to her? Um, I feel like it's another chick, but I feel like she never the says girl anything. With the little earpiece. Earpiece. Una. Oh, number one. Yeah. Una. Una. God, that name drives me nuts. Just because it means one. <laughs> yes, Rich. That's why. Because it's it's brilliant. Uh, so, yeah. So, that's the face of her makes it everyone through the whole episode. The way she's looking at that carrot right now. Mm-hmm. Just, Actually, mm-hmm. funny you say that because I have a couple of screen grabs from the episode that I, I have here. And she's got one with Spock where she's making the exact same face. Good. Look at that. That's the fa- that's her face. She makes that's the same face. face. Yeah, that's just her normal face. Uh, so at the end, Spock's like, "Oh, maybe she's like, I gotta stay in Starfleet, I guess." And Spock's like, "Good, bitch." <laughs> Basically, that's what I was trying to tell you earlier, idiot. Yeah, and there were some fun Spock moments where she, uh, he was like telling her something serious. She's like, "Was that your idea of a pet talk?" Yeah, and he's like, "Yes, I've been practicing." What do you think? She's like, I think he said, like, keep practicing. Yeah. That was very Spockish. Yeah, overall, uh, it was a, there was a lot Spock, of good points. I think it was like a, uh, it wasn't a great episode. I mean, it was a typical episode. But it didn't really like. Compared to Discovery. I don't, I don't, oh my God, I'll watch this a million times over Discovery. That's all you got to say. I'll just watch a season of this episode over and over again. Um, it's an episode I see myself coming back to watch, but I would probably watch it if I was doing like a season run. Yeah. Like this some episodes of Star Trek, you're like, oof. I yeah. don't know if I want to sit through that episode again. Uh, Except for next gen. I, I never really felt that way. There's a Captain's there's, Holiday. There's like one or two. Any episode with Troy's mom. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I hate her. Uh, oh, or any episode with Worf's son. Yeah, those are kind of lame, too. Yeah, there's a, there's several I would, like, skip out on. I'm like, I used to skip out on Barkley episodes, but now I'm like, kinder spirits. Yep, yep. Um, but yeah. yeah uh, makes you wonder what's the other characters like that throughout this series or not. I'm hoping that we, we got... Look at this picture. Four women in Spock. Mm-hmm. They're doing it on purpose, Rich. Okay. You see that, right? I see it. I see it. It's a kick in my testicle. I see I've never really paid attention to the random people. And but if you think if you look at like a next gen episode. Sheer statistics. You're right. I, I mean, like what there is a ratio of women to men in the world, right? Like don't women outnumber wait, did women outnumber men? I think oh my god, I just proved myself wrong. No. Yeah, remember China. 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 Uh, gender ratio is 101 males per 100 females. Damn it. Um, 
It's almost half and half, but I know women get it done, okay? Just not that many. <laughs> Statistically speaking. Unless Maybe there's been they were so amazed by Captain Burnham that they all started to sign up right in this period. So there's like a lot right now because Burnham was so awesome. Oh, she inspired all these women. <laughs> Are you goddamn serious? First of all, you, we can't talk about Burnham. She doesn't exist. Why? She's a ghost. They can't talk about discovery or anything that had to do with it, including Burnham. But she existed. She died a different death in the story. What was that? I can't remember. It's really hard to commit discovery to memory. They're like, they blew up. It was like a thing and they blew up. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, I know what they're doing. They're doing. They're like, well, in the 60s, it was like all men and like one or two women. So guess what we're doing? Yeah. Guess what we're doing? Instead of like being equal or anything, we're just going to do that to shove it in your face. I don't like that. That's not cool, man. That's fair. We're never going to get past this this inequality thing if we just tip the scales. It's like the union thing. Yeah. There needs to be balance. There needs to be balance in everything. I think they should flip a coin. Will this character be male or female? Flip. Yeah. I can do everything that. should be random chance. Do you know random number number generators aren't random? Especially in the old school computers, they would use um, uh, either temperature sensor or they would use pi really? to like generate random numbers. Yeah. They use like a thermal variation for uh, like point oh, 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 like some, some number that would change like every five seconds. You know what I mean? Or they would use pi since pi is random. I don't know what. I don't know. It's something I heard. Huh. Completely unrelated. I'm sure your calculus can figure it out, Rich. Probably, probably. And that is that is Star Trek. I'm all talked out. I feel like that I'm losing my episode voice. Episode two. I swear this isn't going to be like every episode me bitching about like why there's so many women. So Even many women it's in this been show. Two episodes now, and you've done it twice. It's like the show to down my throat. They're like down with penis. <clears throat> down with cisgendered white men. I'm not like that. Wait, what did you scroll across the top of the screen earlier? Because I, I didn't see it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was just All a right. disclaimer. Was a just, uh, you know, this is not true. If I were to cast a show, I would flip a coin. That makes me untouchable. I would uh, practically... What is it? I'm uh, indefatigable, or whatever the word is. <laughs> anyway... Anyway, that's it. Um, stay tuned for more hate-filled stuff. Uh, <laughs> you're pretty uh, cool with everything, though, Rich. Yeah. That's what I like about this. I can be insane, and you can be... It wasn't that bad. It really was Actually, actually, if you if you look at it this way, with some calculus, we'll, uh, we'll see that you're completely wrong. <laughs> All right. Live long and prosper, bitches. Uh... Till next time. This has been a DTS Media Production.